Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Uh, I was about to play the wrong holiday. No. Wrong holiday. Yeah, no, we were about us. to play a Christmas holiday. Uh, oh, hey. Uh, it happens. It does. Uh, there we go. Here, here's a good. Here's a good Easter song. Hello again. Hey, everyone's playing together right now. <laughs> Look, there they are. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Stop, stop. Luno, we can't play if you bite Fufa. We don't ever want to bite our friends. Don't, don't, don't bite your friends. Don't, don't, don't bite your friends. We don't bite our friends. Uh-uh. We don't pull their hair. Uh-uh. Friends are our friends. Uh-huh. So we treat them with care. So don't. Surprises. 
Well, this one you're really going to like. Oh, okay. okay so I was talking to my daughter, and I was telling her about our Piper story, right? Uh-huh. And it turns out a friend of her and her husband, his uncle is a wrestler. Really? Really. So they're going to try and get in touch with him and see if he knows anything. Or maybe he can do something for you. This has got to happen. I mean, so many times, Joe, how many times have yeah. I said, Joe, Rowdy Roddy Piper's going to be on our show. Joe, at least Rowdy Piper's going to be on our show. Joe. <laughs> and then there was a time, Joe, when you you know, you were even excited. It's like, dude, I think we got Rowdy Roddy Piper. Right. And, uh, it turned out yeah. to be Stanky Brown. That clown. <laughs> yeah. just joking. Well, uh, keep your fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah, let's check it out. Let's let's go back to a little bit of memory lane. Here we go. Oh. Our biggest hope of having Mr. Scotsman Hot Rod himself, Mr. Rowdy Roddy Piper, on our show. Are, are you ready, Don? You've heard it. Yeah, I'm ready. So you've heard it. Here we go. Yes. This is uh this first of all, this is uh this is Spanky Brown. And uh Spanky Brown There he is, Spanky Brown. Yeah, let me tell y'all, this is some bullshit right here. I want y'all to know. I went out I went out I went out to Marshall today and bought a kilt. I bought a damn kilt. First of all, yeah. Are you wearing it? And please, if you are wearing it, please tell us you're going commando too. I am. I know. If you're black, but we don't do the commando <laughs> thing too often. But listen, so they don't make kilts long enough for that, Ron. That's right. That's right. Black you tell them. does not go commando. Let alone wear a fucking. Let alone wear a freaking kilt. But look, I, Amos. <laughs> Amos six black folk in the world's got a kilt on. I'm one of them right now because I'm sitting <laughs> with my kilt on. I got a I got a kilt with I, I got a kilt with spinners on it right now, and I thought that you guys through <laughs> and have freaking rowdy rowdy piper on, because I'm ready for some rowdy rowdiness. And I get I stay up late. I'm skipping the Matlock Marathon on Ivy Television right now to be here with y'all ass, and I can't believe this shit. I got my I got my copy of They Live on my lap. Oh, that's a great movie. <laughs> oh my god! And I cannot believe that you guys have not come through with the interview. I, you know, I really am disappointed because I was all set and ready. Oh my god! Yeah, that 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 was great, and you know, it was really embarrassing because. First thing I did before I realized that Roddy was not Roddy was not going to be on the show is I checked Facebook. Like as soon as I woke up at like six o'clock in the morning, I checked Facebook and I seen this. We were number one pick of the day. I mean, wherever am I on? Yes. Okay, because sometimes I mute myself. But where whatever page you went on with Blog Talk Radio. Rowdy Roddy Piper's face was right there. And it oh, was announced. Awesome. He's gonna be on our show and the but yeah, that that was that was actually turned out to be a really great show. 
So, well, you know, I, I, was tell, I was telling my daughter about it, and she says, well, Mom, you know, um, Jonathan's uncle's a wrestler. And I said, no, I didn't know. And she goes, well, let me see if I can get in touch with him and see if there's anything he can do. So if we keep our fingers crossed, maybe we're going to get lucky on this one. Francie and friends fans. Well, do we have fans? Do we? I'm sure we do. I, I think we do somewhere. <laughs> fingers crossed. We've got to do this interview. It's a matter of... I mean, great, Rowdy Rowdy Piper, he was my hero. And I'll tell you, most of the girls, they loved, um, oh, I don't know, Hogan. Alicia Milano when I was growing up. You know, that that was their role model. Mine was oh, Rowdy Rowdy Piper like because he came, from, he came from nothing. He lived in his car with his pit bull and promoted himself. And look what he turned out. He came from nothing. And became a something. And not only that, he was like the greatest wrestling entertainer of all time. And to actually get to interview him, I think his story is just inspiring enough. I am such a huge fan of his. Yeah, I, I, I like would, him because he had, he had such a badass attitude all the time. <laughs> and he's kind of sexy, too. Yeah, he was. <laughs> come on, in his day like they lived, come on, that come on, that was that was pretty oh, awesome. Yeah. Uh, that you know, that's when wrestling was really the most fun. Good. <laughs> you know, now it's I don't know, it's crap to me now. Yeah, I I, I agree. But it's like I mean WrestleMania three, yeah, I mean come on, that was like the greatest WrestleMania of all time. I've seen a couple of more after that. Nothing can compare to WrestleMania three. Oh, they were. And that was, yeah, that was right before they lived. Okay, um, I believe that we we do have a caller. I see the caller, and I think I know who this is. This should be Tom Sawyer, but uh, we do got to pay some bills. So, uh, Mr. Nicholas Grabowski, how about some announcements for Black Betsy folks? Yeah, we've got a lot of things going on <laughs> right now. Well, the last few hours or so, I've been uh, I've been uh, uh, kind of troubleshooting a couple of my uh, uh, social media sites like uh, BuzzNet and uh, uh, WordPress because I noticed a lot of my Im- images are suddenly gone. So it looks like I've been hacked there, and I'm trying to troubleshoot. Just another day in the life, but been making a lot of progress this week. It's been really hectic because I've been trying to get these new books out, like Jason Gaylord's Filter, which was supposed to come out today, but it's going to be available for pre-order uh, tonight or tomorrow, and it'll be available this week. Um, just a lot of like little nooks and crannies that I've got to like you know take care of. It, uh, there's um, a lot of great like short stories and poetry, and a lot of great art by Scott Twells, Mary Dowring, and Natalie Gaylord. <laughs> the award-winning artists, and uh, it's really cool. It's got some comic book art and things. Uh, we've got, like, um, I've been working on Dark Harbors by Tom Sawyer, uh, which is a great uh, um, story collection. Got some blurbs, like from Sue Dent, um, who uh, who says that it's uh, great, great stories to read by the campfire, those types of stories, and it's just really cool, like ghost stories, all kinds of different, different horror-type stories in it. So, and 
just got um, uh, Nick Casella's sequel to Morning Stars um, kind of wrapped up, and uh, and he's going to be debuting Dark and Obscure at Chiller Theater the, uh, this month. But I'm coming out with it technically in June, uh, probably like June 1st. And, and we've got like a lot of other, like Patrick James Ryan's The Night It Got Out, um, and Stephen Shrewsbury's Within, and uh, uh, a lot of really cool, interesting stuff. And um, I've got a lot of um, interesting marketing techniques, and we're going to be targeting bookstores more than ever. And I finally get a chance to uh, uh, to really go full force with our um, um, Wholesale for Retailers program that we've always had at the site, but uh, we need, like... Um, to really reach out to a lot of these independent bookstores and, and, uh, and, and um, I'm getting new flyers all set up and stuff. And there's all kinds of like little cool things that are going on at our actual online print and digital stores that are really great. We've got interactive chat now, so somebody can actually be there and help you if you can't figure out which book you want or if something's, you know, just, you know, anything. <laughs> it can be most of the time proud partners of pure chat. So that's pretty cool. And also, we do have our own mobile phone app, the Black Bed Sheet um, uh, uh, 1.0 um, app. And uh, you guys download it on uh, uh, my.yap.us and uh, slash BBS books. Uh, go there and download it. There's a lot of great stuff on it. Plus, our authors are going to be, this is convention time is coming around. So a lot of our authors are going to be uh, with their Black Bedsheet app posting unique, like uh, like spur of the moment, up to the minute uh, snapshots of what they're doing at these conventions that you can only see if you download the app. So anyway. Yes. And now, oh, yes, we've got... Uh, uh, Francie wants me to announce, I've announced it um, on social media this week, but we do have a winner for the Matthew Ewald contest that we had. So I'm trying to look at William Rusho, or William Rusho one. So he's going to be getting a copy of Whispers in the Cries this week. Print copy of Whispers in the Cries by Matthew Ewald. Yay, yay. So Congratulations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joe? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, congratulations. So, yeah. Um, uh, anyway, that about wraps it up, everybody. Go to, uh, as always, um, we're on Facebook, uh, Black Bed Sheet, Facebook slash Black Bed Sheet. That's our page. We also have a group page going that has 204 members now. Isn't that cool? So, that's so awesome. the Black Bed Sheet books. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. We are growing. And that is good, yeah. That is great. <laughs> so, yeah, and as always, go to downwarden.com. All roads come from downwarden.com. So, you know, um, that's where we have our bookstore, our digital store, and all kinds of stuff with my books. And we have uh, the PBS community over there as well, too. So, okay, Francie and everybody. Yay. Happy Easter. All right, we got a caller. We got a caller. Don't you love it when you have callers? It's like yeah. Christmas. They're opening up a Christmas gift, and you're thinking, oh, who's on the other line? <laughs> Two, four, eight. Hello. 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 Is this Tom Sawyer? This is Tom Sawyer. 
Hey, Tori, we are talking about you. Are you here, First off, happy Easter, all. <laughs> happy Easter. Secondly, I know you can't judge a book by a cover, but I'll tell you what. Hopefully my stories live up to the cover artwork for Dark Harbors, because that was just a magnificent piece of artwork. Not that I'm biased, but I, I just thought, boy, that's one of your best, Nicholas. Yeah, you know, Nick stayed up till 4:30 doing that uh book cover and he when we were when he finally woke up, he went on his Facebook page and he said, "Francie, see, this is what I was doing till 4:30 in the morning." And I turned my head and I seen it. I was like, "Holy shit, that is magnificent." I mean, cuz I'm yeah, on this Facebook is, this page. This has been one of those uh one of those 4 o'clock in the morning weeks because not only have I been working on Dark Harbors with Jason's book and Nick Casella's book? And, and I've got a few others, so it's like a race against time. i got to get these things out. So. But, um, yeah, I'm good, but I'm cranking them out. Dark Harbors, I, I am really proud of that. It is your one of your best covers I've ever seen. I thought, I thought, you know, I've seen a lot of them. And when I turned around and I looked at that, I thought, wow, that's kind of like a little work of art. Actually, it is. It is. And he I just, I, I, I look at it and I'm like, oh my God. That was my first words around my mouth were, oh my God. That's, I go, and if you could tell by my Facebook postings to you how excited I was by it, it was just like, God, I feel like a kid that, wow, that's really stupendous, man, you know? <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> once, once, once Nick showed it to me and he was like, Oh, I really hope Tom Sawyer likes it. And he sent you the cover, and he's like, Tom hasn't emailed me back yet. And he was a little nervous. And I'm like, there's this. Yeah, he was. He was. And I told him, I was like, there's no way that Tom Sawyer is not going to like that book cover because it is gorgeous. It is. I mean, I I got compliments even from my daughter and her boyfriend, and they went to, like, the Center for Creative Studies here in Detroit, which is an art school, and they loved it. So. You know. Yeah. It was oh, just, wow. I, I was just very pleased. Yeah. I mean, it, so, how could I not be? Now, hopefully my stories live up to the cover. That's, that's the thing, well, you know. That's that's what I was going to ask you about. You know, we're talking about this great book cover. Why don't you, I mean, we got you here. Uh, you might as well talk about that book. Okay. Well, it ties into Shadows in the Dark. It takes A lot of the stories take place at the same time period or some of the same characters. And just putting it bluntly, there's a good mix of stories, I think. There's like a mummy. I went back to the old school of i got to have a monster per story, so there's like a mummy story, a zombie story, even a serial killer story, ghosts from getting revenge stories. Um, I tried to mix it up a bit. A werewolf story. You know, I kind of did it like a themed collection of short stories that, time tied in because it all would have been this i didn't want to rewrite basically shadows in the dark with different monsters i wanted to kind of have a you know kind of a patchwork quilt of different stories taking place around the same time along the great lakes where my novel took place so yeah. you know i, I yeah i, I think that's, you know yeah i think that's great i mean You've, like, captured everything in there. And, I mean, what makes you, I mean, do you, okay, here's the, here's the real question. 
do you find it easier to write short stories than it is to write actually the novel? Oh boy, I, I think at times the short story is actually tougher because at least with a novel you can lay out a, per, a character's full life and go into greater detail on the character, so that gives you more pages to do that and more freedom. And in a short story, you got to kind of put it all into a nutshell, and yeah. and you know uh, you got to put a, 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 a almost the same information in a short in a lot less space and time than you would a novel. At least you can yeah. go back to the character's backstory and history and why they do the things they did. While well, a short story is kind of like here and now, it's just you know yeah, he you, had had you, problems you in the past. With or, like ten pages, okay, this is why he did it. This is this is why it happened. This is what you got to do. And yeah, well, you use some pages, you do in like a paragraph or two for a short story. You know, yeah. it's just sometimes it's, you know, but, so. You know, as we're talking about it, it's almost like sex. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know. You can have a quickie. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> or you can write Quick something in the night magazine. <laughs> exactly. Well, we could do this, and we could do this, but you got a climax at this. Okay, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> I said it the to quick PG year, the all nighter, right? <laughs> For stories, <laughs> yeah. We could take mm. our time, and you can develop why this happened. Nick is like rolling his eyes at me. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing to Tom? <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Yeah. Oh, you know, you're talking should about Rowdy Roddy Piper. Uh, he's going to be in Motor uh. City Comic Con next in May. He's coming to town in my state in May, so that's kind of cool. Okay, okay, wait, 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 yeah. wait, wait. So yeah, yeah, Rowdy good. Roddy Piper yeah. is going to be at Comic-Con in May in your home state. Of Michigan, yeah. Um, Michigan, yes, yeah. that's where the Great Lakes are. Now, here's I think he needs my to talk question. to him. What do you think, Francie? What I'm thinking is, uh, Tom, are you going to be at the Comic-Con? Yes, I am. I have a table. Are you have a table? Yep. Okay. Okay. So now, um, Tom. Yes. Maybe we should do a live broadcast as you walking around with a telephone to get Mr. Piper on the phone and uh, Don. This does not mean stop working. You got to get them too. We we've oh, all I'm got working to work on together. it. We're working on it, honey. We're working we're, on it. But yeah. you know, uh, Tom, I was yeah. thinking that maybe you could walk around, you know, table to table, and you're like, oh look, um, William Shatner's upstairs. Rowdy Rowdy Piper's table was empty. Uh, we should go talk to Mr. Rowdy Rowdy Piper. I was making, Good. you know, what I started my writing career as a reporter, so. So, are you going to be reporter. broadcasting live from the Comic Con in the Great Lakes of Michigan? I could try. It's a you date. Know. It's a date. <laughs> it is uh, May fifteenth to seventeenth. All right, Joe, Don, are we in for it? Oh yeah. 
I I think that we could you could at least say you know she's tried to get you you should like beg him. Remember I don't know if you guys heard the Comic Con that Nick and I did. What was his name? I forgot his name. Joe, poor Joe was like feeling so uncomfortable as we waited in line. What was his name uh, to just like uh, speak to him? Uh, Lou? Um, uh, Michael Roker. Michael Roker. Michael Roker, yeah. And that ended up being the best part of the show. And the whole time Nick and I were like fighting in the line. Well, we're almost there. Nick, this is not going to work out. And it turned out to be like our best interview. He actually gave you a yep. shout out, Joe. Yeah, I was there. I was listening because I was like, I was doing the phone line. So like, excuse me. No, it was funny. I'll tell you the truth. I was listening to them and I'm going like, oh God, here they go. like all the convention people. So we had, to, they told me, they were like, no, if you wanted to do the live show, you should have contacted us earlier. So I had to totally do that under wraps. And then here we are, we're waiting in line for Michael Roker. Michael Roker. 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 I, I know exactly who he is. I just can't pronounce his name. But we're waiting in line, and we're waiting in line, and Nick is like, no, we're waiting in line. I'm like, no, we can be interviewing... Not Ralph Macchio at this time, but somebody. And he was, Nick was like, no, we're waiting in line. I'm like, but we're not supposed to be doing this. They they told us that we, <laughs> I cannot do these interviews. And he's like, no, we're waiting in line. So I was like, we're going to so get thrown out, and you still got to join Mars. Which another person we were searching for, the whole interview was Mars Homeworld. And we found them right after the interview, after the show was over. I was on that panel with them. The love yeah, panel. the Lovecraft yeah. panel. And that was the yeah. whole reason we got into the Comic-Con was because Nick was a featured guest for Comic-Con. And we had Charlie with us, too. And it's kind of like, Charlie, shh, be quiet. And he's like, no. So I was trying to keep the whole thing. <laughs> But we did you get to, to interview Comic-Con? Huh? No. Do you want me to send you the contacts for Motor City Comic-Con and try to set that up? No, no, you can, you yeah. can just, I found out, if you just walk around with your cell phone and just talk to people and just give us the phone, like, right after that, it works out. I mean, we got Lou Frignall on the show. Hello. He couldn't hear yeah. us, but we still got him. That was kind of cool. Yeah. I'll tell you what a so, yeah, good convention in this yeah. state Go. to do is Motor City Nightmares in about three weeks. It's in one kind of one room that's much more intimate. You have, like, Kane Hodder and Dee Wallace are yeah. there every year. They're having Sid, they're having Sid Haig back and um, God, a couple of the um, – oh. okay, I think of a couple of the other uh, – Mass murdering guys on there that were uh, oh, like the, um, nice. you know, like the Jason Freddy type guys, you know. Oh wow! Um, cool. You know, some of the the um, 
God, I'm drawing a blank here this right. week. Hold on, Rowdy Rowdy Piper and yeah. Rowdy Rowdy. You know, I did, I did actually, and I hate that I didn't do my show at this time. I did on MySpace. I, I found Rowdy Rowdy Piper on MySpace, and I messaged him. I was like, if I wanted to get an autograph picture of you, where would I go to get that? And he emailed me. It's all about cancer because you know he just he, he now he's a can, a cancer survivor. I mean, a man that survived everything, and wow. he just yeah. survived cancer. And he was like, "Look, you know, I don't want to say that I'm saying you know you got to pay money for my autograph, but if you wanted to ha- make it go to a good cause, if you pay twenty dollars to the cancer society, I'll give you an autograph." And I'm like. Fuck you. And then I I thought, man, if I had my radio show. <laughs> no kidding. You know, because I go. talked to him on Facebook about one or two times, and, you know, oh, I don't I don't even know my okay. my, 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 space, my space password anymore. Yeah, the good old days. Yeah, usually the after parties, you can get them that, too. Hold on. Yeah. Hold on. Uh... Tom, uh, the convention yeah. you're on to, Motor City Nightmares, is the 24th through the 26th, correct? Correct. Okay. Because I have the website up <laughs> right now with some of the guests. Of course, you have, like, the 30th anniversary of the Return of the Living Dead. Yep. Yeah, it's going to be there. Should be a lot of mm-hmm. fun. Uh Adrian King from Friday the 13th, the heroine, played Alice. Mm-hmm. Hey, a guy I just saw We've this had last him weekend. On the show. Yes, we have. Uh, of course, a guy I didn't see, but I heard his line was wrapped around the part of the building. Michael Bean, who is uh, just out here at Monster Palooza last week, he's going to be there. Rock Goddess, Lita Ford, which is really cool. Uh, Nancy Allen, of course, everyone loves Nancy, uh-huh. except for Harry. Uh, Doug Bradley, Sid Haig. Uh, Doug Bradley, yeah, yeah, D- yeah, Doug Bradley, Sid Haig, Kane Hodder, Bill Mosley, D. Wallace, PJ Souls, a uh, good friend of mine, uh, sweet lady, Tiffany Sheppis will be there. Uh, and a few other people, so it should be a lot of fun. So it just yeah. like it's yeah, it's a real intimate show, but it's growing. Yeah. It was, you know, yeah, it's sort of like how with all types of uh, conventions at times, some mm-hmm. of them grow, some of them don't, but you know they still plug away, which is a good thing because you know they're always fun to go to. Regardless of that actually how does sound like a really good lineup. It, it is. It is. I think this is the most they've ever had there. Yeah. So, wow. um, if, you know, as I said, if you want to contact them and say, hey, yo, I kind uh, of host or co-host the show off of Blog Talk Radio from Francie and Friends, uh, mm-hmm. give them Francie's info. And then Francie can say, hey, I, I okay this because, he, you know, I know him, you know, and stuff like that. Yeah. If you want to see if, you know, they'll let you be able to do interviews, 
with your, you know, walking around or whatever, if you get a chance, you know, to go walk around or find some of the guests and say, hey, I do a broadcast over off of Blog Talk Radio uh, called Francie and Friends. You've got to mention uh, that it's over 400,000 listeners, too. Say everybody's listening to you worldwide. You're like the number one pick of the day. Uh, that, that, that could be a pretty good cha- happen because, like, D. Wallace has been in like four or five straight years. Yeah, yeah and I, I talk I've to her had, every time. We've, we've had we've had D. Wallace on the show, actually. D. I Wallace, uh, if you were to mention Nicholas Grabowski, D. Yeah, Wallace and Nicholas is actually really good friends. Cool. And Kane's no, a good Kane, guy. He and, read one of my yeah. books. He read one of Nick's books. So she hey, and go. you got her on the show. You were like, "Hey, uh, D. Wallace," and she's like, "Hey, Nick," and like right on the show, and she gave you a hug. Yeah. Hey, can yeah. I tell you a little so, story and, between Kane Hodder and ahead. Tiffany? Hey, go ahead. Um, well, one year I wasn't a vendor there, but me and my cousin went there, and we're walking, and it was funny because uh, Kane Hodder was explaining how. He goes, you know, us guys that play the murderers and killers and psychopaths, we're the good guys. We're cool. Because he had these little kids coming up to him dressed as Freddie and J- or Jason and Michael Myers and all that. Yeah. And they were hugging Kane and stuff. He goes, yeah, we're the good guys. We, you know, we just love people. We, They love us. We love them. And we enjoy playing the roles. And he goes, it's the comedians that are the assholes. And Tiffany yeah. Shepas goes, that is so true. My God, I dated one for a year and a half, and he was the biggest asshole ever. Oh, <laughs> it was just funny. Yeah. I, I, I dated oh, yeah. a comedian, too, and I got to tell you, not Spanky, though, and not Basil. Oh, 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 oh. No, but I did date a comedian, and let me tell you, that was the worst relationship I was ever in. The best part of it was when he had to leave town to go do shows. Fancy got to play. Well, not all of them, but, you know, per se, generally, I guess is what they were saying. And I was like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I, I got to tell you, though, there is uh, one comedian, and I got to I gotta play this little clip uh, real quick. This is actually from his stand-up. It's not from our show. I do have him on the show with clips, but um, he was our absolutely first Easter show. And Easter, I don't even know when it falls. It's like everybody's telling me, oh, it's Easter Eve. And I'm like, oh, so tomorrow's Easter. I I didn't know that. So, But I did have a really good friend of mine who is a comedian. He is a Greek comedian. And um, my very first Easter show, I did know it was Easter, and he's very religious in a lot of ways and um he told me he was like oh that's easter sunday and i'm like oh so you're not going to do the show and he was like no 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 it's your easter sunday my easter sunday is not till two weeks away so hell yeah i'm going to be on your show and this is exactly what he's talking about you guys got to hear this. This is absolutely brilliant, what he was talking about, not just of Easter, but of all holidays. Are you guys ready to laugh yeah. your asses off? Go yeah. for it. Sure. This is Basil the Comedian, the Greek comedian. I got to tell you, anybody, if you're browsing around YouTube and you want to watch something funny, watch his stand-up. This is just a little dose of his stand-up. He is Absolutely a brilliant comedian. 
But it's cool to be Greek, not so much because of all the success of the movie, The Big Fat Greek Wedding, not because of the success of the Olympic Games in 2004 in Athens, not because of every Greek festival you people have been to. It's always been cool to be Greek, and I'll tell you why. Because of our faith. We are Greek Orthodox. And our religion is different than anyone else's in this room. I swear, every, because everything that we celebrate, we celebrate late. We celebrate everything. We celebrate Easter a week after regular Easter. We're the only people who can make Jesus come back twice in the same freaking year. Celebrate a week after, two weeks, sometimes even five weeks after, which is great because our candy is so much cheaper. <laughs> of course, you always get the broken chocolate bunnies that you bastards never bought. <laughs> Took me 20 years to realize that chocolate bunnies do have ears. I never got a fresh peep. <laughs> Remember marshmallows? <laughs> By the time I got them, I can break windows with a damn thing. My mother screwed up every piece of Americana things that you people took for granted because you were born here. My mom screwed up. She didn't know. Screwed up things like the tooth. All right. How can you possibly screw up the tooth? I go, Mama, my tooth fell out. What do I do? Don't worry about it. I'm going to take care of everything. She takes my tooth, puts it into my pillow. The next morning, I look. I eat my pillow. I find my mother's and father's personal check for $10. I'm not an idiot. I know what's going on. I took that check down, so I said, Mom, Dad, the tooth fairy is embezzling money from you guys. <laughs> she screwed up Thanksgiving. What is the number one ingredient for any Thanksgiving meal? Turkey, not in the Greek house, it's lamb. Lamb? Who the hell eats lamb on Thanksgiving? We had lamb, moussaka, pasticho, dolmades, spanakopita, triopitas, feta cheese, and kalamata olives. Just like the pilgrim. <laughs> and when you're Greek, no one wants to trade lunch with you at school. It's like a bad episode of Fear Factor. <laughs> I'm in eighth grade. Bob, what do you got? I got a recipe sandwich. Nikki, what do you have? I have big fat. Sammy, what about you? I got salami cheese. Basil, what do you have? <laughs> A ghostface. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> Halloween, huge Greek holiday. <laughs> Folks, I was born in the Bronx. And for the first seven years of my life, we lived in the project. That's all my mother and father could afford. Halloween, we did not know what Halloween was. It was so dangerous, I didn't even go to school. I have like four or five memories of leaving the apartment. That's how bad it was. My father had to leave at 5 a.m. 
to actually go to work, but to avoid getting stabbed and shot at Halloween. We didn't know what the hell it was. So. It wasn't until we moved to the suburbs. I'll never forget that Halloween is on that. Remember my mom running into the kitchen half out of her mind, like, what's the matter? It's like, the devil is outside! I wanted a costume so bad. I said, Mama, please, can I, can I have $10 to get a costume? $10? Are you crazy? $10 one time you want a costume? No, no. I will make you a costume. <laughs> she goes to a material shop. Buys three and a half yards of this thick, clear plastic material, brings it home, wraps me with it, gives me a bag, this was my costume. <laughs> my friends are confused, they're looking, they go, Basil, what are you dressed as? I'm like, oh, as my mother's and father's living room sofa. <laughs> Get off me. I, uh, okay, come on. Did you guys chuckle? <laughs> it was funny. He, he is funny. And, in fact, um, I, I just wanted to play the Easter thing, and then I, um, I was listening to it. I was like, well, how about if we mix up the holidays? It'll be kind of funny. But, yeah, he was my first Easter Sunday guest, and he told me a story that his grandma, his grandma bought him a chocolate Easter bunny, and because the Greek Orthodox was celebrated weeks later, the grandma kept the Easter bunnies in the trunk of her car. And by the time he got them on Easter Sunday, it looked like a lump of shit with some eyeballs sticking out of it. It was, was, without a doubt, I got to tell you, Basil is just like Spanky Brown. You know, Basil is one of the best comedians I've ever met. And I met him in South Carolina, a little, and he's about to get his own TV show. And then I find out when the Olympics were held in Greece, he was the comedian to entertain all of the Olympic people high up. And the second time nice. he was on the show, he, he said he wanted to make an announcement to me. And he said, Francie, I was in Brazil, and I was doing a show at a little comedy house club, and uh, a couple of guests came up to me. They were all in the same party. Don't get too excited, but they were all in the same party, and they said, we're here because we heard you on Francie and Friends. And I'm like, what, in Brazil? Wow. I know. Isn't that weird? That's pretty freaking amazing. 
I, I know. I felt that way, too. I was like, whoa. So some uh, people heard you, heard the show in Brazil, and and he was like, thank you. And he got them drunk that night. Oh, shit. I was like, that's my basil. <laughs> no, he's... <laughs> He's actually a very gifted and talented uh, comedian. And if you ever get bored and you're like, oh, what am I going to watch? Sorry, I had to burp. <laughs> that was a burp. <laughs> was it all that chocolate today? I think I I did uh, kind of like uh, swallow whole pieces of ham. And I think there was some air involved in that. Situation. <laughs> there probably was. <laughs> I was like the little piglet that was like, oh, ham, 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 ham. No, but um, <laughs> you know how that goes. Yeah, I got a seventeen-year-old son. I know exactly how it goes. <laughs> Let me exactly. tell you what. That kid can put some food away. All right. <laughs> yeah. Well. Tell us about it. Hey, the only good thing about it is when he goes in the army, they'll have to pay for his food bill. I won't. <laughs> there you go. Well, there in a way, you will I because of the, the taxes. I said the same thing with the last kid that went in the army. Thank God they're paying for it now. <laughs> well, actually, I'm serious. My food bill went drastically, drastically down when he went in the army. <laughs> Now, isn't that scary? Isn't isn't that weird that men are like, I'm going to eat, I'm going to eat, I'm going to eat, and women are like, I'm not going to eat. What is wrong? Okay. What is wrong with society? We're not supposed to eat, but men are, when men eat, it's cool. I have no idea. Uh, but I don't give a shit. I eat anyway. <laughs> when I want it, I eat it. Okay. Yeah, I'm the girl. I'm the girl. At the restaurant that does not order the salad. If you're taking me out to dinner, I'm getting a hamburger. Hell yeah. I mean, I spent, the, I, I spent the last couple of weeks making cho- chocolate candy. Especially nice. at McDonald's. Okay, I made a joke. That was a bad joke. <laughs> I love the joke. It said, uh, buying a salad at McDonald's is like ordering vitamins from a crack house. <laughs> yeah, it sounds about right. Uh, hold on, hold on. Nick? Yeah. Uh, Kitty's out. Oh, no. They, they listen Uh-oh, to you, Betty, and they do need... Oh, uh, we're going to get a hissing kitty because they treat Nick so much better than they treat me. Nick is like, just get it. And I'm like, I can't. Do, do you ever wonder if Nick yelp? is actually blackmailing the cats? I think he does. Because <laughs> he feeds them snacks. Okay, I got kitty. Kitty's in. Yeah, Rocky, I was. you were my bitch tonight. <laughs> because I was on the show. <laughs> Where is Smokey? Oh, we're missing a cat. Uh oh, it's Nick's fault. Uh, we're only seeing one run out. 
Oh. Yeah. Well, hopefully everything's yes. okay. We got uh, rafters now. Yeah. Smokey could have so a long time ago. Hey, what'd you think of that post they posted about Pennsylvania and Silent Hill? Oh, I was I was harvesting my pot at that time. <laughs> Apparently, I have, farm. I have a pot farm on Facebook. Okay. Smoke pot. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, apparently well, Silent Hill. Yeah. Well, apparently Silent Hill, when they were they got the idea from a town here in Pennsylvania. Yep, they did. Yeah, I mean it's crazy. I didn't even know that. It was like, wow, you know, it's kind of creepy <laughs> being that. Oh close to yeah. It. Well, you know, there's been a couple films. Uh, well, one at least I can tell you is based on a house that's very nearby me. So, uh-huh. you know, I know how that goes. Yeah, okay. it was weird. I, I'm sitting there watching, all of a sudden it got posted, and it was like, oh, man, i got to show this to everybody. That's pretty cool. But, I mean, there's, oh, it went from oh, 1,000 people within a couple of years down to there's actually, like, maybe, what, seven to seven to 15 people left in the town? Yeah. And if you watch oh, yeah. the video, it shows you how bad it is there. I, I can believe that. Oh, yeah, yeah, I didn't know that. So you learn something new every day. Yeah, you do, and, and it's fun. Uh, let's see. Uh, the house, of course, everyone should know where I live. I live in the beautiful city of San Jose, California, where... Uh, Stephen King himself kind of was inspired by this house, as are so many other people at times. Uh, the Winchester Mystery House. Oh just, yeah. Just just like about uh, fifteen minutes I'm guessing you're talking about Rose house. Red, right? Rose Red, that is yeah, it. Yeah, I love that movie. I have that movie. That that's kind of based on the Winchester Mystery House concept. Yeah. Sort of, like, because uh, people who don't know the story about Sarah Winchester, she believed she was spirited, uh, visited by ghosts, and they were unhappy, and so she kept building. The only way they'd be happy is if she continued to build on her house, and for 38 more years or more, she kept building, and, uh, of course, that's where Stephen King kind of got the idea of Rose Red about the house that continuously. Well, actually, yeah, that that was part of it. But also, uh, it got, uh, they published uh, Ellen Rimbauer's diary. Yeah. But, see, they left a lot out. And let me tell you, the stuff that they left out, holy crap. Oh, yeah. Old man Rimbauer yeah. was nuts. <laughs> oh yes, uh, you know and that's the whole thing. Stephen yeah, King, he was he was pretty like, twisted. Yeah, with any author, uh, Tom, that includes you, uh, yeah. you can come up with uh, something crazy and wild at some point in time. You know, like with Tom's uh, books, he writes about certain areas in his neck of the woods. Which, mm-hmm. you know, which is great because I, I've never been to that part of the city or 
you know, part of the U.S. So it's like it'll be like a learning experience about, oh, hey, now I know where to go hang out if I want to get spooked. Well, see, where I do We have a lot of different areas with the lakes and yeah. the natural, you know, the the forests, the woods, even, heck, the cities got oh, some yeah. history where to I them. Up, so. Where I grew up, there was one big famous character. Or maybe uh, whatever you want to call him, the one and only oh, Jersey yeah. Devil. Oh, yes, oh, yeah. Pine, the Pine Baron. Yeah, I grew uh, up not too far from there. So I've heard about that, wow. and then, of course, uh, little creepy stuff. Hey, hi there, Pine Barons. How are you doing? Uh, yeah, the Barons. Uh, no, uh, I think I won't take a walk over that way. Uh, you know, oh, chicken. <laughs> but. Yeah, I know. I I value my uh, digits. I think. Hello, Joe Flynn. Found missing. News at eleven. Uh, look for him in the I would I would go do it. I would go do it. I would definitely yeah. go check it out. Yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah there you go. We we, we did find fate. Yeah, white fate. Yeah. What was Smoky that, Smokey has been found. I didn't want to interrupt you guys' conversation because it was an awesome conversation, but I did want to say Smokey has been found. There you go. Okay. Okay, course, you guys yeah. can continue. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, any place, you know, it's like I have, well, I have to relocate it, but I, I bought this book because, you know, I'm, I love a good ghost story every oh, now yeah. and then. And so I picked up this book on the most haunted places in America. And so I'm just like going like, oh, hey, that place isn't too far away from me. Uh, I don't know. Should I go? Should I stay? You know, uh, because it's like, you know, really? This place is supposedly haunted? Okay. I I believe you. You know, it's it, like, you know, there are some stories, and one that really, you know, out in Chicago, of course, there's that cemetery with the Resurrection Mary, yeah. which is a very interesting story. Uh, and then, of course, you got New Orleans with uh, Maria LeBeau. Yeah, yeah that woman's nuts. Hello there. I'd like to be your neighbor. No thanks. Uh, <laughs> I'm moving to another town. Uh, don't don't need to send my forwarding address. I've uh, <laughs> uh, I've passed on. That's it. Yeah, yeah. No. Well, that's like uh, I just but, ty- I just typed in haunted places in Pennsylvania. Okay, and oh, I did yeah. not realize there were that many. Oh yeah. Of course, you got <laughs> Penhurst, which Ghost yes. Adventures went to. Yes, uh, it, it, it's always fun because I met uh, the guest that I interviewed, and I should mention this, uh, which will be airing this Friday night, 11.30 Pacific, 2.30 East Coast time. I'm sorry, everyone on the East Coast, I am. Um, but I interviewed uh, author Fred Weehy, who's got a new book out uh, called Fright House. And yeah. it's about a haunted attraction and a gal who's kind of like uh, a little psychic or whatever. 
And, uh, and of course, there's like a ghost adventures, ghost hunter type team that yeah. comes in to investigate, and all heck breaks loose, and uh, it should be a lot of fun <coughs> to read. Uh, Have you read his book, The Burning? No, I, I need to read it. It's I, I've good. Read, I've read a couple of Fred's books. Well, I actually, um, Fred was doing a contest, and uh, I got the right answer, so I got the book for free. There you go. It's yeah. like uh, the three books. I admit, the three books that I have of Fred Wee, everyone should check out. Uh, let's see. Oh, Strange Days, which mm-hmm. not to be confused with the movie. Uh Holiday. Also, uh, yeah, Holiday. and then, of course, yeah, Holiday Madness. Oh, yes. yes. A great little book for everyone. I got that one, too. Uh, I won that one, too, for free. I won that one off course. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Also, Alaric, the monster hunter. Oh, that I one I can. really, really want to read. Great book. I'm looking forward to the sequel when Fred starts writing it. And, uh, of course, well, I'm uh, we'll friends talk with all Fred. about I can, that. I can push him along, you know. Yeah. Oh, Fred. Fred. <laughs> I, I need Fred, that need sequel, man, up. because I'm, uh, I'm not ready to go filming it. Not. Uh, <laughs> no, but Fred's a great guy. And, uh, yeah, we're he talking really about is. Fried he House. Is. And he is. Actually, and to know Fred is to love Fred. I mean, if right. the first time you meet him, you're just going to fall in love with him. He is crazy. No, so he's a nice guy. Hold on. He Hold is on. Uh, one of the best guys, and the son is cool, too. Yeah. Oh, Tom. He's got a good kid. Yo. Hold on. Uh, i got to ask Tom, have you read any Fred stuff? Um, no, I haven't. I'm ashamed to say. Okay. That's okay. That's the burning. It's really good. It's okay. You're not going to die tonight. <laughs> I mean, I've heard of the burning. I mean, I've had friends mention it, but. I mean, Fred already had me figured out because I told him, I says, I already got a favorite character in the book. He goes, gee, I wonder which one that is. <laughs> But, yeah, so, uh, he's already got me figured out, okay? Yeah. Uh, if, Tom, if you get a chance, check out any of Fred's books or go to his uh, Facebook page, friend him. He's a really great guy. Yeah. Uh, he is. He is, he is one awesome. of the most. I, I will say this. Uh, he is, without a doubt, one of the most stand-up guys that you'll ever meet. Yeah. And I've met him a couple of times, and he is—he is absolutely brilliant. I love Fred Weehy, and I love Joe that you got to interview him, and because this oh, is yeah. a guy that needs all the publicity that he can get. I mean, but, not that he needs it, but he—he's he, worthy helps. of it. Oh yeah, he is, and, and of course, uh, you know. Uh, of course, Fright House is also basically a script that he and a friend of mine, uh, Dave Rita, are going to try to make into a film. So this is hopefully will. Yeah. Oh, yeah. and that's funny. He's awesome too. 
And so uh, basically, uh, Fred, of course, is going to be a guest uh, next week, hopefully. And uh, you guys uh, can no, ask him all. Nick, you're better at pronouncing the name Fred Weehy's going to be on the week after. Nick, who is next week? Oh, in two weeks. Uh, Lisa, uh, Lisa Minetti. Yeah, I always like okay. to call her Liza Minnelli. Yeah, Francie wants to call her Liza Minnelli, and they said, no, it's Lisa Minnetti. It's great <laughs> okay. I swear I will not call her Liza Minnelli, uh, <laughs> even though I'll be like, uh, like, hi. Hey, Tom Sawyer, did you Yo. hear me singing earlier? I was singing a little yeah. Tom Sawyer for you. <laughs> oh, hey, Tom Sawyer, there. get high on you, and I don't space invaders get by on you. No, uh, <laughs> never mind. Because so, we're, Tom, uh, are you hey. are you going to call in next week too? If you want me huh? to, I'll be glad to. Yeah, I'll well, be glad to. Yeah. Oh, to. Oh my gosh! Guess what, you guys? We got a caller. Oh, awesome! And I think I know who this is. And just by luck, they called in before the British woman said, your show is about to end, and we got to call her. All right, here we go. I think I know who this is. I believe that this is my buddy, John Link. It is, yeah, yeah. Ah, there he is. I know, I know my my computer. You know how my computer is. You know how your computer is. Oh my gosh, it's John Link. What did you do yeah, for it Easter? Is, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I hope everyone had a happy zombie Jesus day. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> how you doing? Terrible. My scumbag brother's making me miserable. <laughs> Happy Easter! Yeah, okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. I I I gotta tell you, if there's anybody in this world that I love more, it's definitely Mr. John Link. I oh, absolutely you, adore this guy. I'm, honestly, oh. I do. And I mm. cannot wait till we make we meet face to face because John Link, I'm gonna give you the biggest hug. Oh, great! Yeah, it's got to mm. at least last five minutes, and somebody's got to oh, time it. Oh yeah, Edward <laughs> to do that. Mm. No, I I absolutely adore John Link. In fact, you were one of my first guests I've ever had on my show. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> you you were one of my first interviews. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And. It was it was love at first guest. Ah. Mm. <laughs> no, I I I absolutely adore you. So, uh, what's going on with you, John Link? Oh, I'm waiting for my scumbag brother to come over so I could clean up the driveway. His mess left. He <laughs> mess, scrap metal, and junk. <laughs> Now, is it snowy in New Jersey? Not now it isn't, but a few weeks ago it was. Oh, man, it was actually cold in Sacramento, California today. Oh, yeah. Huh. Okay, wait a minute. No, there's no way it could be that cold there. I'm (laughs) in a sweatshirt. It it rained, 
Nick, it's cold. In, in fact, Nick is even in his little jacket, too. It's cold oh. in mm. Sacramento, California. We've had, oh. we've had snow, I think, two or three times so far this week. Oh. Enough to oh. stick to the ground, but melted by the afternoon anyway. Mm. Oh, my God. Oh, oh yeah, I'm sick of it. Yeah, I need a vacation. I lived in Michigan, Tom. I lived in Michigan for the winter. Oh, my gosh. When I got back to South Carolina, and they're like, oh, it's going to snow. I'm like, fuck, no. And all the South Carolinians are looking at me. They're like, why don't you want it to snow? I was like, Live in Michigan for the winter. You will know why I don't want it to snow. Yeah. It is. And Jersey, and it is miserable. And if they get a niche me, down there, they're stranded. Let me tell you what. Yeah. You want to talk yeah. about miserable? We lived in uh, Buffalo, Wyoming. And Ooh. every freaking Halloween, it snows. Every mm. Halloween, oh. it snows. So I can eat trick-or-treating, and it's snowing like hell, and you're freezing, going, mm. okay, I'm done. <laughs> How do you even give out candy? The kids are going to be like, no, I'm going home. Oh, no, my kids kept going. I'm the one that wanted to go home. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Keep pushing on, kids. There's more candy. No, chocolate is not worth this. I hate the snow. I was so the only I. South Carolinian that seen the snow drop and cried. It's like, no. And I knew it was only going to last. Like, as soon as it hit the ground, it's going to melt. But everybody's like, it's going to snow. And I'm like, no. You don't want the snow. Snow Did you ever have to shovel it? Shovel it? You're, and it yeah. turns brown mushy, and then you're going to have a snowball fight, and you're going <laughs> to be eating a mouthful of dirt or car oil. You don't know what you're eating. A snowball fight is dreadful. And then you yeah. get that white water wash where they take that snowball and they melt it in your face. Mm. Oh, yeah. I oh, you should have seen how bad it got here. It was all yeah, white, and all of a sudden, chill. within two days, every mound of snow looked like it was black. Mm. It was yeah, horrible. Yeah, that's the cars and the... Yeah, oh, yeah, like, we had oh. so much that, you know, when mm. they plowed it, I mean, you had mountains. You could hardly see past the mountain to see the stores. Yeah. It was bad. Ugh. I hate the snow. How yeah, do you guys live in that? I, Very I, carefully. I, I don't go out unless I have to. <laughs> I can deal with the snow. I hate then, wind chill. Yeah, oh, yeah. And everybody, everybody was telling me, they were like, oh, you got to go sledding in Michigan. So I went sledding. And like an hour later, every every limb in me was numb. I was like, I want to go home. I came from South Carolina. I'm not used to this. Well, when we lived in when we lived in like Montana and Wyoming and stuff during the winter time, and you got cows calving and stuff, and you got to go out at two o'clock in the morning and check the cows, and you're wow. wearing like four or five layers of clothes. 
could do it afterwards yeah. and give you kind of a report yeah. on the thing. Oh, oh yeah, we can do that too. Yeah, we're chill. We're, we're relaxed. Yes, it may be a little chilly here in California, but hey, we can handle it. It is uh, a little chilly right now. I'm in a sweatshirt. Damn this Easter holiday. Well, no, it's supposed to rain, and uh, unfortunately, we haven't had any rain yet. Uh, so we got rain here. Uh, we barely had any rain here, so I think we had I'm a few raindrops. Not like rain. Yeah, we all love rain. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. About as much as I like muscle sprouts. That's true. <laughs> but hey, maybe you know, uh, unless the water gets a little too deep, and then we're in trouble. That's uh, true. You know, then we're in, no. Uh, but again, you know, uh, check out digging the marrow. Uh, also, uh, I'm getting ready uh, for a couple of cool little movies coming up. Insidious 3, uh, Terminator Genesis, and, of course, hey, let's see California get wiped out again in San Andreas. Come on. Come on, you always got to see California sink to the ocean. That's right. We're just good at it. We do. We do. (laughs) It's a great actor. Ah. Here's here's another thing, Joe. Uh, you got to interview Mr. John Link. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll tell you what. We'll do that. You know, anytime I'm on the show, whenever you want to schedule it, Francie. And oh, it'll be fun. Oh yes, Joe Blaine's in yeah, charge. Yeah. Watch out. <laughs> right. In mid-April, we're going to have Joe Flynn take over Francie and Friends, and he's going to interview Mr. John Link. And Tom Sawyer. Cool. And don't forget oh, Tom. No, you're going to do Tom, too, yes. Yeah. Hey, hey, who knows? And maybe I'll try to convince someone to be interviewed. As well, uh, you know, I'll throw, I'll try to get someone see if they won't come no, I'm on. No, I'm talking about the Joe Flynn show. Joe, oh yeah, that's did... true. Oh, okay. Oh, you want? Okay, I can try to do that. Yeah, I want you to like uh, Tom Sawyer, John Link, all of them. Francie, uh, uh, who who is this Tom Sawyer? Tom Sawyer was a guy on the boat. No. Okay, Joe, give us your... Joe, you wrote a song. You wrote a... You you sang a song for Tom Sawyer. I told you you were going to do that tonight. I didn't tell you when, and I'm not putting you on the spot, but you're going to do it now. Uh, Joe? Come on, Joe. Joe. Hey, fell asleep. Joe! He fell asleep. Oh, Tom Sawyer is a great artist. We love Tom Sawyer. His books are marvelous. I'm singing for Joe Flynn because Joe Flynn had a great song for Tom Sawyer. Uh, 
Yeah. Maybe he could bring Huckleberry Finn with him. It's just yeah, him and Tom Sawyer is a strong name. We love Tom Sawyer for not his shame. No. I'm telling you, Joe Flynn had a song for this. Where did he oh. go? I'm here. Joe. I'm right here. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, wait, 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 Joe, you got to see the Tom Sawyer song. I told I you did. I was going to make you do this tonight. Uh, I already earlier did. You missed out. You're probably chasing Smokey Bell. Oh. Do it again. One time. Okay. Okay, okay here Tom we go. Sawyer, goodbye on you and phase of the haters. Goodbye on you. Yeah. Uh, uh, my little Tom Sawyer. Uh, there you go. By Rush, of course. His song wow. was much better than mine. Tom, are you there? Yep, I'm here. <laughs> what yeah. did you think? Do you... It was okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know I've never made it on American Idol. Trust me. <laughs> I was there. Camp to. Hello, I am Joe Flynn. I am here to take over your American Idol. It will be mine. All mine. The crown will be mine. Say it. The Tom Sawyer. No. Oops, sorry. Love Joe. Yeah, you know, no matter what you say, you got to admit, Tom, that, that's got to be a rough name to live with. Oh, and it's Tom. a bit. You've never forgotten. And it's easy to remember. It could well, be. Yeah. You, you, you got to admit, you've probably gotten a lot of ribbing about it. Oh uh, yeah, it, you know you hear them all. How's Becky? How's Huck? Where's Mark Twain and all that stuff? And, <laughs> That's right. My son know. goes goes through the same thing. Only more cases amongst the family because his first name is Wyatt and his middle name is Dalton. So you got Wyatt Earp and the Dalton gang. He's had to live with that all his life. <laughs> Can you, you, know, will it, you it, guys? It helped out as a writer, you, though. It really has. It's been a kind of a yeah. you know. Yeah. I mean, when I, you, will I, you guys forgive me? Is I've made up a fake uh, book report. I've never read Tom Sawyer, even though that was supposed to be a part of my book report in college and in high school. I made it up. I'm like, why the hell would you do that? <laughs> what you think I you're the only one that did it? Yeah, everybody's done it. I I know. It's kinda of like I grew up in South Carolina. I was like, you know, Tom Sawyer is gonna paint a fence. Well hell yeah. Why wouldn't you get anybody else to paint the fence? I even Everybody made Nick, I even made Nick make the bushes like he trimmed the bushes of his parents further because I couldn't reach it. Nick gave that bush a hell of a trimming. Sorry, Nick. I feel your Trump, Tom Sawyer on you tonight. Because he's Tom Sawyer and he knows what he's doing. Okay, thank you. Uh, next. Uh, number nine. You're on the air. Oh, I'll take you're it over on the air. Yes. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to Francie and Friends. Full time. 
Nick? Yes. Do you want to say anything to Tom Sawyer? Oh, I, 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 uh, I, uh, Actually, Tom Sawyer, I read your book, and I loved it. And it's about what, what, to come out, what? and I loved your book. Oh, thank you. I'm glad. <laughs> and it was if you were to ask me what part do I like it about it, I'm going to say all of it. Oh, cool. Well, I appreciate that. No, you are actually a really great writer. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that compliment, too. Yeah, you can't see me, you... but I'm kind of blushing. It's kind of flattering. Very no, flattering. No, no, no. You definitely deserve the respect, and you are a fantastic writer. Well, I appreciate that very much. Believe me. And everything that you yeah. write, I mean, and Nick definitely believes in you. Am I right, Nick? He said, he said, yep. He's oh, I thank him for that, too. Him. Yeah. Um, no, you are a fantastic I'm kind of at a loss writer. for words, really. And he definitely believes in me, that's for sure. He's put up with me for about two years, I think. <laughs> so have I. I feel your pain on that one. It's like, seriously, Nick, another year? Really? Okay, I love you. <laughs> no, he definitely, Nick, Nick definitely, absolutely, like, Nick absolutely loves you, Tom. Oh, I'm glad. Yeah, he does. You are one of his favorite actors. I oh. Authors? Authors. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. Right. We celebrated a little bit for Easter Sunday. Oh, What's wrong with that? Gee, we wouldn't have hey, guessed. Hey, a holiday unless there's booze involved. Hell yeah. yeah. Exactly. No, uh, Tom, actually, you are one of his favorite authors. Well, cool. That's that's flattering yeah. too. Yeah. Sorry about talking much. I'm just kind of at a you know like a kind of humbled and at a loss for words. You know. We we <laughs> love it when you talk so much. And uh, uh, Tom, um, you know, you're going to give us a Rowdy Rowdy Piper here soon. Hopefully. Hopefully, yeah. Says, Hopefully oh, I've heard out. about that Frenchie and Friends. That's not going to happen. Yeah. No, here's another thing. Because it's Frenchie and Friends and Joe and Don, I know yeah. that you and I... You know, we have this special place, and, of course, John Link. Tom, would you like to be a part of the show? Sure. Okay, is he initiated in? Sounds good to me. Yeah, Yeah. there you go. Okay. John? Cool. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? Should 
should Tom Sawyer be a part of Frankie and Friends? Sure, sure. Okay, okay. Um, Nick. You're Tom good. Sawyer is now initiated in Frenzy and Friends. There you go. Do you agree upon this? I'm sure. Just go. I'm go. Nick, Nick totally says yes. Cool. I'm, I'm flattered. <laughs> so, Tom? Hopefully I have some good... Did he hang good, up? Uh, Funny stuff just no I'm here. I think Tom hung up. No, no I'm he's here. here. Yeah, Hello? I'm here. Oh. Hello. I think I hung up. Boys. Hello. He's still there, Francie. I'm here. I lost my show. Hmm. No, I'm still here. Hello? Oh I'm everybody's still, still here. here. I'm still oh, here. Oh, okay, good. Huh. So everybody agrees, Tom. Yep, I'm here. Okay, good. Would you like to be a part of Frenzy and Friends from now on? Sure, sure. All right, Nick, are you? Yeah. Two thumbs up. He gave he gave you two thumbs up. That is gonna be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and I think uh, that between the, all of us, John Link, okay, John, I love you. I love you, John. Oh, I, I love love you, for, too, Oh, wait, can you say that again without me interrupting? I love you, too, Francie. Oh, <laughs> that actually melts my heart. Oh, <laughs> I love you, John Link. Ah. Uh. Hmm. I really do. You. Uh. All right, and we got Don Proctor. <laughs> yep, I'm still Don. here. I'm and still we here. got uh, Tom Sawyer. Yep, I'm here. And we got Joe Joe Flynn. Now we've got a whole crew of um, Francie, and I'm going to mention all of your names because, you know, it's not just my show, it's our show. Exactly. Cool. Yeah, it's not my show, it's our show. Oh, yeah, Nick said it's why you run this commercial. He's paying the bills. Okay. <laughs> Go All for right. It. So we got Yvonne Mason. Oh, here we go. This is kind of cool. This is really so, cool. Yeah. You and I, all three of us are on the same page of um, paying it forward because there's been many people that have helped me. I know there's been many that have helped you down through the years. And we got where we are not by being perfect, but by falling down on our face. And we kind of figured out what works by hook and crook and some things along the way, but it doesn't do any good to anybody but us unless we share it. Yeah, and you know, um, it. 
we can't learn as much as as we have or we do without falling on our faces. No. Too. I mean, uh, <laughs> I, I fall on my face almost every day if I get myself back up. Got a lot of mental bruises because of it, but I mean, it's just the ambition and the drive. Um, just got to keep it up, and uh, that's that's what it's all about. Because if you and give up, it just you know, it's, it's, you, you, well, if you give up, then you you have regrets and shoulda, woulda, coulda. And think about this too, Nick. Look at all the 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 authors that we're losing in in the industry. Authors are dropping dead left and right. They've been around for years. Well, guess who's got to take up the mantle? It's got to be the up and coming. And this is where the indies are coming in. This is because we are the ones that are now getting out there. We were the first ones that went to Kindle. We were the first ones that used social media as our stomping grounds, as our we're here, we're not going away. Yeah, the first ones to get tired of the big wigs and decided to do it ourselves and self-publish. Yeah, Because exactly. that's a good start to self-publish. you got to get your name out there somehow and build up a resume, have people read you. So I'm a, fer- a fervent believer in, in self-publishing to a degree. <laughs> you know, um, and you've got to be willing to have people say, oh, you're self-published? Like... You're yeah, but I, I, as a salesman, from a salesman perspective... In order to uh, further yourself, you have to have a product in your hands to show exactly. people. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, oh. Yeah. Um, you. Oh, no, you're not. I gotta tell you. Um. Whenever I say that I had a book published, I'm like, I'm not self-published because so many people know that that. That that's what's going to happen, and then they're like, and then when they find out that you are published by somebody, they're saying at your second job, they're like, um, so what are you doing working here today? And I'm like, well, it's called Books a Million for a reason. You got a million books, am I right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh wait. Yeah. It's it's called yeah. books a million. I mean, you've got a million books out there. What do you think? Uh, what do you think, Tom? Do people yeah, say I, what the hell are you doing? If you just got a book published, what the hell are you yeah. doing out here in your second time job? Yeah. Well, I, I I noticed when I was at one place, it was like a. Uh, thing in my hometown of Waterford that if you had a book that's actually published by a publisher, it's a lot more. Get, you get a little bit more respect than if it was self-published. Even though yeah. they consider that an accomplishment too, but it's just different. It's just different. It is. It's just kind of, you know, you, you know. You but it, it's a good start. You want to hear something that happened to me? Sure. I lost my job because I had a book published. Wow. Because, you no, know, I lost it. I did. Yeah, I lost my job. It was a $30,000 paid a, week, a year job. You know, I was going to be above the, you know, I was going to be there. 
And yeah, I lost my job because it was I I I wrote a book. And in fact, when he let me go, he was like, you know, Francie, this is when our friendship ends, and I hope your book does well. And I'm like, whoa. And all that happened as soon as I told him about my book, I lost my job due to the fact that I wrote a book. That's messed up. We left the church over my first one that I saw published. Hey, you should have kept quiet. I should have, but, you know, I kind of wanted to brag. I was, like, showing the owner of my company. I'm like, look, here's. And I did everything that was right. And, in fact, he wrote me the commission check of, he told me, he was like, this is the biggest commission check I ever wrote. But I've got to let you go. And I was like, fuck, I I did text him last night and told him about my book. And that was his last words to me was like, Congratulations on your book. And I'm like, what what is terrible? Huh? That's that Walmart. No, 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 not Walmart. I don't want to give the company a name because I actually do like the owner. And I'm not going to give the company a name. This was way after Walmart. And, uh, yeah. I I lost my job, and wow. his his final words to me was like, you know, congratulations on the book, and uh, you need. It was in to me. It kind of sounded like he was saying to me, "Don't waste your time on this job. Get freaking work done." And he did say, I'm just, I'm writing you the biggest commission check I've ever written to any of my service writers ever. Wow. Because hmm. I well, mine doesn't compare. everything. That's crazy. Yeah. That, that's, yeah what you do in your free you time see... shouldn't matter. Oh. 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 <laughs> See, but that's another problem is, you know, with your with your jobs, you know, you've got to kind of place everything. Oh, how much do you want to reveal to everything? And he's he's actually he actually listened to Francie and Friends too. Wow. He's seen oh. what I've been see and that's things that people are are reviewing online is they're reviewing you. So be careful what you post. And I texted I texted my boss and I'm like, Oh, I'm writing Werewolf too and he was and something was said to me and I was excited with my boss and I'm like, Oh, this might happen and I got let go. Yeah. Oh. From my job. Yeah. Yeah, that's that was worse than mine. What? Oh, why ever would he object to you writing a book? 
It, it, because um, if the book really took off and if a movie was to be made, then he's got to find somebody to replace me really quickly. Mm-hmm. Or That's I could have done a really sucky job. I don't know. But uh, right after he let me go, he was like, you know, I really hope the best for you with your, you know, your book and yeah, right after I told him about the book and everything, yeah, things kind of changed between me and the owner. Wow. But I'm okay, you know. Yeah, but that's I'm pretty I'm sitting there up. and I'm like, okay, well, that happened. Shake yeah, it off. You don't, don't, Shake it off. You don't want to do, do somebody dirty like that, you know? Yeah, I, I, I will never do this guy dirty. Yeah, but it was okay for him to do it to you. Well, you know, you shake it off, shake it off. I'm not going to hold a grudge. See, that's I my problem. I like holding Easter a grudge. Today. I couldn't yeah, buy Easter like that. eggs today. I wanted to, but, you know, we're going to have to wait a couple of days to dye our Easter eggs right next. Uh, yeah. And it's still going to be festival. They have Easter eggs. I mean, because when you I look don't. at it... First off, I'm Scotch, Irish, English, German, and Cherokee. My last main name was Grant. I am really good at holding Oh my gosh, your ancestors were horse too. Yeah, we probably held a whole lot of grudges. (laughs) (laughs) We fucked everybody. I mean, we had sex with everybody off the boat. Have you guys watched? a lot of the ghost adventures, like, you know, the beginning seasons? Yeah. No. Okay. I don't know if it was season four or season five. I know it was like four or five, you know, episode into it. But they did one that was called Hell's Gate Dam. Uh-huh. Okay. Now, the reason they have all the problems that they do is because it started a long time ago when the white man decided to double deal... Uh, chief Dragon Canoe, which he was a Cherokee chief. Now there was a man that could hold a grudge. See, they John. they basic they basically screwed him over, and basically he cursed them, and they still have issues to this day. So John. talk about holding the grudge, John. You know what you and I could do right now is we could take a cotton swab and rub it against our cheek, and you know you and I can get paid. Did you know that? You're no, Cherokee, I did not know that. Right? Really? You did not know that the Cherokee Indians are, like, paying out? Come on, John Link, I know that oh, you know they're paying out. Oh, hell, we should go do that. Oh. No, I didn't, I didn't know that. Maybe, hey, Francie, maybe really? hit it big. Oh, hell yeah, I got the high cheekbones, I got the hair to prove yeah, so it. I. See? I've had yeah, people ask paid. me. I've had people ask me if I'm Cherokee because my I've got such high cheekbones. That's the first thing they notice. Yeah. They don't you, notice the you, temper, the grudges, or anything like that. They notice the cheekbones. You, you can just say, yeah, I'm against the man. Oh, hell yeah. No, if, if we got, like, 
And in fact, I'm gonna request it too, Nick. We gotta do this. Uh, I I did get the DNA kit. Oh hell yeah, they'll pay for us. Did you know oh, that? Oh nice. I'm up you with didn't that. Didn't know that? No, I didn't hear about that. Oh yeah, I just like You're the old grudges. Me. If the uh, Nick Rocky responds better to you. Kitty's out the door again. No. <laughs> okay, I've had a little bit of schnapps to drink. Oh, I got. I could do you one better. I got a bottle of Jack Daniels and a bottle of homemade Kahlua. Oh my gosh, we've got the party done. What the hell are you doing in snowy state? Freezing my ass off. <laughs> we could be here in like t-shirt weather and like. Oh yeah, time. I need a vacation so bad. My friend goes, "Oh, you guys do need a vacation." I said, "No, I need the vacation away from the guys." Come to, come to Sacramento, California. You got a free room and board. <laughs> well, I gotta wait. Well, I told you I had. Uh, some blood issues, and it turns out that I have, um, let's say, how, if I can pronounce it right, it's polycythemia vera, and what happens is my body makes too much blood. So every week for the last five weeks, I've been going up to the oncology clinic to get blood work done and a pint of blood taken. Yeah, I was going to say, just get them. Yeah, I got next week. Uh, I go. They'll they'll let me know. Uh, you know how often I'm gonna have to go get this done. Oh. Well, yeah. It's fun. Let me tell you, big sixteen gauge needle going through your arm like a nail. Oh. <laughs> oh, let I me tell you. I would take a bee sting. Oh, this is way worse than a bee sting. I I thought. Just picture I thought I was and, dying when the bees stung me in the back. Hold on, Rocky wants in the house. Hold, Rocky, why did you run from the store? Rocky, I, I, I'm trying to call the cat. Rocky, apparently he's not listening. Maybe you ought to give him something to drink. Oh. I'm thinking about that. <laughs> hey, my son used to have a dog that liked Bailey's. Okay. He's so scared coming out here. Then why does he want to come out here? He's up there now, Nick. I'm turning. And now watch. Nick's going to, like, pick him right up and he's going to be like, oh, Nick, I love you. (laughs) I think Nick's blackmailing him. Oh, yeah. Francie, get away from the door because. Fuck. He ran right in the door as soon as I ran away from the door. Nick is Nick comes out. He's like, go in the door, and he goes nice. right in the door. That's yeah. right. My girlfriend made my girlfriend was making fun of it. I told she goes, well, what do they do with your blood? I said they throw it away. They can't use it because. <laughs> and so she, she goes, no, no, no. That's not what they're doing. They're selling it to the vampires at night. Yeah. <laughs> I said, okay. <laughs> yeah, it, it was funny when my dad went into um, ICU. They kept 
they wanted to give a blood transfusion and they kept taking his blood and my dad looked at me and he was like, Francie, seriously? They're like taking away my blood. Well, and yet they want to test my blood. I have no blood left and they left a... Oh, that's kind of sad. Yeah, they left a valve of blood, and now they want to take more blood from me. Well, they're doing it on purpose because my body's making too much of it, and the problem with that is it can cause a heart attack, stroke, blood clots. You know, all the fun stuff. Mm. Yeah. So it it has to do with the red the hemoglobin, the red blood cells. It makes your body makes too much of it, and it has nowhere to go. So. Oh. So yeah, I get to do that every week. It's been so much fun. Let me tell you. That doesn't sound like fun. It really isn't. I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> <laughs> But that's that's what my friend said. He goes, got it. He says, it looks like you got track marks. I said, yeah, thanks. I need to hear that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sometimes you just got to laugh it off, you know, because if you don't, you lose your mind. Are you okay? I'm hanging in there. My arms are sore and they're bruised and scarring and all that good crap after five weeks. I got one more week to go, and then we'll find out whether I have to, keep, you know, whether they're going to do it once a month or if I have to go a couple more weeks. Because that your blood, the blood level is supposed to be at for the hemoglobin is supposed to be at twelve to fourteen. Mine started out at twenty one point five, which is almost double. Wow! Well, I I know what you're talking about because. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. Indeed. Last thing I ever thought of. And, and the the worst part about it is you won't know you have it. You could be developing it over years, and then um, all of a sudden they'll do blood workup and they'll find it. That's true. You know, so all my kids got to keep an eye out for it now, you know. They may not get it to later on, but they still have to keep an eye out for it. Hopefully, well, they'll be lucky enough not to. Huh? Good luck to you. Hope all is well. Uh, yeah, well, if you yeah. stop ramming 16-gauge needles in my arms, I'd be real good. <laughs> oh, ouch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my girlfriend kept insisting it wasn't that big. I said, Really? Tell you what, you can trade places with me for a week and we'll see. Oh, Nobody will trade uh, places with me. I would. Of course, I can't find anybody short. Of, well, you might pass us short enough. <laughs> Everybody I else got... knows way taller than me. Hmm. I'm only five one, so everybody's taller. Don, Don, yeah. call me. Call me, okay? I I repeatedly tried to call you, and I can't. Uh, John, uh, my my phone number is. I'm giving it off the air. Do you got a pen and piece of paper? 
Oh, let me, let me, let me. Oh, let me. Look. If I try to give you my cell phone number and you can call me. Piece of paper. Hey, oh, Frenzy. Oh. Hey, you oh. should just buy him. Oh. Uh, I'm going to give my live cell phone number. Oh. Okay, are you ready, John? Hey, let me see if this writes. Let me see if, oh, let me see if this writes. <laughs> oh, now I have to find a piece of paper. <laughs> Write oh. it on your palm. <laughs> oh, 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 let's see. I love uh, John. Uh, oh, this isn't right. Uh, let me find something here that writes. Oh. Oh, maybe this will. Oh, 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 oh. oh. Okay. Oh. <laughs> hey, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, if we're yeah, about this, ready to have this, should write. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let me have it. Nine one six. Nine one six. Two one two. Two one two. Nine seven seven five. Nine seven seven five. That's nine one six two one two nine seven seven five. I gave you my phone number live on the air. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. You know you when might get some obscene phone calls. What now? time of day should I call? You can call me now. Done. Yeah. Call me. Call me bright and early in the morning. Okay, sounds like a plan. Uh, Vancey, you All want right, me you to call you number nine one six two one two nine seven seven five. Yeah, he's got it. He's just asking what time should he call you. John Lee, call me now. Okay, you mean okay. you mean that the, the show's shutting off now? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, if you send this out, John Link style. Uh, this is John Link on Ferenci and Friends. Until next Sunday, so long. Not at all. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.